Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. We are back with another match reaction, another victory at St. James's Park. And we're probably going to touch on something which has just happened in the FA Cup draw as well, because that's going to be a huge talking point. Uh, but I am your host today, Chris, joined by Andy and Ian. Boys, we're just going to jump straight into it um, because it, it's another great and fantastic win for Eddie Howe's Mags. And who would have thought, Andy, an unchanged starting eleven? <laughs> Any shocks here? <laughs> Absolutely zero shocks at all with that one. Like, um, yeah, quite easy uh, lineups to predict these days with the amount of injuries we've got. Um, re- the, the only question mark now is at what stage are they going to get tired? Um, yeah. And it wasn't quite as bad as the PSG game. Um, obviously, yeah, just as a ge- generally, we were absolutely unreal. Um, absolutely battered them. Similar to PSG in that in the first half, we just we were at our best 100%, creating chances, conceding nothing. And then as the game went on and on, you just thought, is it going to be one of them again where there's a dodgy decision? We start sitting off, but we're just class. Um, and it's just meant that we've come off the back of Arsenal, Chelsea, Man U at home. We've beat all three of them. Um, it's just a shame, really, that we're going to the next game and we can't rotate. So it'll be the same 11 again. Yeah. Um, but we'll put ourselves in such a good position where if we are to slip up because of the injuries and things that we've got those points on the board. So uh, yeah, unreal performance. Couldn't fault them at all. Like Andy just said there, Ian, that we are absolutely unbelievable. We are class at the moment. And it, it helped a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it helped, but it, it probably didn't really impact any the result in any way whatsoever. Uh, but a couple of uh, disruptions for the Man United squad coming up to Tyneside as well. They left at the very last minute and, and, and wanted to get a flight from Manchester to Newcastle, which is stupid anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a coach um, in, in the, the wintry weather. Uh, plenty of snow up here uh, in the northeast. And do, do you think that had any sort of impact whatsoever? I just think from the off, even before the off, they had a, a book of excuses already. So Ten Hag went, oh, well, Newcastle played on Tuesday. Uh, we played on Wednesday and now we'll have to play tonight. So they've got an advantage. A day advantage and we've had literally the same 11 players. Like they rotated. Like, And then he, afterwards he's going, oh, well, you know, we'll play, uh, we played three 
games in quick succession. We played the same amount of games, arguably against tougher opponents. But got better results. <laughs> same 11 people got better results. It is just the not a, a patch on like what they used to be as a club. So going into the game, I just I genuinely didn't fear anything. I think long gone are those days like the the, the not the same club as as the were 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um but I just they just had a, a defeatist attitude even before kickoff. So, I mean, I went to Edinburgh Christmas Market and back yesterday and I made it in time for kickoff and I was up for it. And I'm, I was only watching it on my sofa. So God knows why. Like, and they're paid like 300 grand a week. Freaking idiots. It, it is strange, Andy, isn't it? Going into a game against Man United and thinking, oh, we've got these. It, it, it's ridiculous because yeah. like, like Ian said, they are nowhere near the club that they once were. And, and those players on the field, they were an absolute shambles. Yes, they obviously it was helped massively once again by by the intensity that we see from our lads in the high press. But they looked like a, a relegation side yesterday. They, they're terrible. Um, they came into this game saying that they were the informed team in the Premier League, but that seems to be purely because they were just playing crap. Um, mm. And all the games that they have been winning, they've been scraping through. They've had a couple of good wins, but it's been like one bit of world-class brilliance, things like that. Um, and yeah. what Ian's saying is right. They're not the team they were 15 years ago, but they're not even the team they were two or three years ago. Mm. It seems like that post-Fergie sheen has just completely gone now. They still had that reputation where you think, all right, it's Old Trafford, it's a difficult game. But now it's like, well, we turned up at Old Trafford with our second 11 and absolutely destroyed them. And then here we've got lads who... Are tired before balls even kicked and we're still doing the same thing to them so the power dynamic has shifted between us and Manu, and i'm all here i'm all here for it it's great um and, and, and you're right it's uh, just as a just as a one sort of outstanding point just on Manu and the defeatist attitude marcus rashford was literally not going into his own half at all he was just standing still for the entire game the amount of times livermento just strolled behind him i think that summed up the entire game to be honest and how much better we are yeah it was strange it was basically down to a sort of performance from Rashford yesterday. He just was not interested. Similar to what we saw with with, with Rhys James uh, last week as well when when he got sent off and he just didn't care. It was very similar from, from Rashford. Um, but then, even if we look at the first half there, and yes, the lads are battered and bruised and Anthony Gordon said it after the game as well, saying that the, the lads that are playing now realise they have to do a job because of the injury, even though they're battered and bruised uh, from, from the games that they have been playing. Have you seen a more dominant performance in that first half ever without scoring a goal? Because we battered them. Nah, it's um. I thought that the way Man U started off the sort of first ten minutes, it looked like they were sitting off us, and I thought mm, we might struggle here because notoriously we're not great when teams just sit deep and and, and make us break them down. We still we still got world class players. Don't get us wrong, but we do struggle with that because we don't have a an 11 world-class players, even when we're at full squad, still got some great players. I'm not knocking anyone, but um, it just, it really shocked us the ease we got through. Like, we're playing some absolutely lovely football, like one-touch stuff. Like, Joe Linton in the middle, um, his link-up play with with Gordon, with Miley, with Bruno, it was literally just like one-touch triangle. Can I tell you what it reminded us of? Where on Ted Lasso, where... The, the f- figure out how to play like um, a total football and there's just like triangles going all around like you just you you couldn't they couldn't cope with it and... have you just confirmed like con- like just compared <laughs> Eddie Howe's mags to Ted Lasso Ted, have you Ted Lasso almost <laughs> almost um, nah I just I just think the tactically was so so good in that first half like the, some of the football was I was watching it 
I said, like, it genuinely was some of the best football I've ever seen from a Newcastle side. And that's not to say that, well, man, you are terrible. Like, they still sort of got bodies behind the ball. We still had to break them down. But the way we were doing it, it was like, literally, we were just carving them open, like, every time we are going forward. The only, I wouldn't even say a complaint, the only downside is we hadn't scored. Um, but even, I think he, he sort of took, took Miggy and... and Gordon in a little bit and that left sort of the overlaps available. It left when we were picking the ball up from deep. We've done it so many times in that sort of inside right channel. Um, Bruno was playing the ball through and it was either Miley getting through or Trippier or Almiron and it was just working time after time. We just couldn't get the goal and the longer that went on, I was sitting thinking like it's going to be one of those days where they're going to like nick it in the but Obviously, we'll, we'll go ahead into the second half and um, that was much, much more yeah. of the same, really. Before we get to the second half, we'll get a couple of chances. And do you know what it is? I want, I want to give credit to the, the, the fans in St. James's Park yesterday as well, because it was loud, unbelievably loud yesterday, especially in the corner where I was. I think you're the other side of the ground, Andy, aren't you? You lasers. And... Yeah, lasers under the away fans. What was it like there? It was good, actually. I mean, the corner uh, on the east side of the lasers is pretty good. It just doesn't carry across a lot of the time, but everyone mm. around me was, was really up for it. And obviously, I think in those big games, the atmosphere has always been really good and we were all up for it. And obviously the time uh, and the amount of alcohol that may have been consumed has definitely helped. Um, and that was just by get... Mark Walker, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I didn't see him. <laughs> I could hear him, though. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, my new fans, obviously, uh, I know we have a bit of a dislike for them, but they usually bring good away supports. So they were bringing it as well, especially at the start. And obviously, they share a chance start and then all, all sort of fires everyone up again. Um, but oh, it was a good atmosphere. And um, I think the point you're alluding to there is when we were missing those chances, there wasn't moans and groans. It was mm. cheering the lads on. It was like, you know what, that is, a ter- that is a terrible miss, but we're just great. We're still in that mindset where it's like we're playing well like this is such a novelty to us still and that yeah. it's, it's so nice when we do play lovely football like Ian said so yeah it was a good atmosphere um we, we need the 12th man when we've only got 11 actual fit players so the 12th man's even more it's, important and, and we were really good chances there was a couple of chances in the first half there uh, but the one that stands out for for me is the free kick Trippier's free kick <sighs> and it's very similar to the it was nearly conceded um <laughs> and he, he hits the crossbar and honestly I was absolutely devastated at that point because I thought, oh, that's how I look. How I look running out in this <laughs> game. Because like like Ian said, we, we tried and tried in that first half. And we broke them down every single time. But I don't think there was many clear-cut chances. Um, the, the, the fans were on the back of Onanas all game long, which was fantastic <laughs> as well. Um, it, it, it was very similar to what we do with, with Pickford. As soon mm-hmm. as he was touching the ball, and it was alluded to in the WhatsApp group that that man you were time wasting. I didn't think that were that bad. I think it's just because the Newcastle fans were straight on the back as soon as the ball went out of play, where the jazz started and the whistle started, where we weren't even given that chance. So as soon as the keeper's got the ball for three seconds, everyone was going, "Oh, the time wasting." Like, really. There was one really bad one Maguire. where Maguire, Maguire tied his laces, and then Onana went over to help tie his laces with his goalie gloves on, <laughs> as if that's going to help. <laughs> So, uh, I was yeah. trying to think when that was happening. Who, who, who was the player of the week? That was taking ages to tie the lace. It, took, uh, it was someone and, for Arsenal. I, could, I couldn't think of who it was. Was it Rice? Declan Rice. Declan Rice, yeah. He took about 20 minutes to tie his shoelace. Today's um, England internationals don't know how to tie the laces. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it first half went by. And do you know what it is? Despite missing those chances, uh, Ian, I was still pretty confident coming out of the second half. I thought Manu can't get any worse because they were bad. 
but like we said, nothing taken away from from our lads because our lads are absolutely fantastic. Some of the best football I've seen us play in that first half. And you, you mentioned that the triangles that the lads were working. Bruno had an absolute fantastic game yesterday. Back to his best, just pass and move constantly. Miley looked unbelievable. It looked looked at home in that midfield. He had all the time in the world, and and, and he was opening the play up as well. Um, but the second half comes, and obviously we do get a goal eventually later on in the second half. Um, Anthony Gordon once again, Ian, right place, right time. And a nice little tap in. You mentioned it in his interviews as well, saying that's nah, the best sort of goal to tap in. Can it miss from there? But it's all about that that team build up once again, isn't it? It is, and it's it's about his movement as well. I think it literally starts from I think I, I can't remember if it's all Nana clears it or one of their defenders, but Trippier just wants it more than Garnacho. And I think that was sort of a, a reoccurring theme of, of the the whole evening as we just wanted it a lot more than any of their players did. Um, so yeah, Trippier gets it, breaks for, I think it might fall to Miley and then he, he knocks it to Bruno. And as soon as Bruno sees that pass to Trippier on the overlap, because Trippier wins it back, he could he quite happily just stop there, but he doesn't, he keeps going forward. And as soon as that ball's played to Trippier, you're watching, I think there was, it might have been Miggy in the middle and obviously Gordon at the back post. You're just watching the movement in the middle and you, from obviously the, the TV angle anyway, you know it's a goal as soon as Trippier gets that ball. It's a quality ball in. But um, I think match of the day alluded to it as well. I think at TNT Sports, when you watch Gordon, Wan-Bissaka picks him up. But as soon as Wan-Bissaka checks to look where the sort of the play is, Gordon's in, in random and, and it's too late for him to react. And it's, it's, a, it's another lovely goal from a player who, like I say, I said this on the, the Chelsea review, he's changed so many people's opinions of him. Um, He's he's one of the hardest working players that we've got, and now that he's adding goals to his game, he's he's firmly becoming one of my my favourite players at the club at the minute. Absolutely brilliant to see. Another goal, another kiss of the badge, Andy for Anthony Gordon <laughs> as well. It's it's great to see, and 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 we'll see every single week so far this season. Anthony Gordon's been player of the season. He's picked up X amount of, of player of the match awards. There, it's going to take some doing to take that award off him come the end of the season, isn't it? Well, maybe if someone scores against Sunderland in the FA Cup, that might make them <laughs> player of the season in my I'll eyes. I'll be going but, anyway. Uh, going I probably, yeah. Uh, it's it's just class that uh, I think it's not that long ago that he was getting hooked off at Brentford and kicking off and it was all, oh, this is the Anthony Gordon at Everton. That was a bit petulant and blah, blah, blah. And obviously you rewind the clock even further to when he was scrapping with uh, Cher and Trippier and it was mm. sort of like, oh, how is he going to integrate into the team? But uh, he's just perfect and he's the perfect Eddie Howe player. You can see so much why he wanted him, not just the running, but the the awareness, the movement. He's obviously very coachable. I think that goal he scored, that to me reeks of uh, instinct, but also good caution as to when you trigger that run and, and it's perfectly timed. Um, I love him so much. And that I think all 11 of them yesterday, though, I couldn't fault any of them. Liv Romento coming in. Um, he's like 10 out of 10 in, in every attribute. It's ridiculous. The way he just runs with the ball, like, like a sort of prime uh, attacking player, the way he defends so calmly, and he's on out of position as well. Miley, we've already mentioned him, but start of the season, the debate, one of the biggest debates was what's the best midfield three. I don't think any of us had Miley in that conversation. And all of a sudden, we're saying he's he's mint. Um, mm. So couldn't knock any of them. It is going to be. Uh, it, it seems to me at the minute it is still Gordon, but then you, you think Cher, you think uh, you know, second half of the season, Isak could start banging the goals in. It's just nice to uh, to 
be having positive discussions about so many different players and we're not relying on, on one person. Um, just sticking, and, sticking with you though, Andy, just because you, you mentioned the Tino then, and Tino is such a player, honestly, far superior than, than, than the sort of player I thought we were getting with mm-hmm. Tino. When you had a decent season at Southampton, then obviously you picked up the injury, but Jesus, he's been phenomenal when called upon. He's playing out of his natural position over on the left-hand side there. That's going to take some doing for Dan Byrne to get back in to that position because we love that attacking fullback. We'll see it on the other side with, with Trippier and Tino when he's been playing on that side as well. We'll get it on the left-hand side as well now. Yeah. And coming from both angles as well, that's dangerous to defend from any team. Yeah, it's it seems it's been, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but we see with Eddie Howe players and new signings, it does usually take an injury or a lot of fatigue mm. for someone to get in the team and talk about, you know, grabbing grabbing the bull by the horns when you get your chance. Like you say, out of position. I think when we signed him, it was very much, I think the uh, the opinion of him was that he was a bit of a rough diamond, really, really talented, but not necessarily the best defender and maybe a bit rash and makes mis- like sort of makes mistakes. But mm. I don't think I've, I've seen a single um, downside to his game. I can't think of anything he's bad at. He's amazing defensively. He's one of the best dribblers in the team and he's a bloody fullback. I mean, I was a left back and I couldn't win the ball like that. It's just it's ridiculous. Um, I think we I, I obviously playing on the, the weak foot as well. We're not really seeing him have to do the David Santon constantly cutting in and playing it with your right foot. He seems to be willing to whip it in with his left. Um, yeah, well well above his years, um, considering he was signed as one of these um, understudies of Trippier. He's outshining him in some games, which is unbelievable. Mm. When Trippy is probably the best fullback in the world, and Gastino's the second best in the world, <laughs> it's and, ridiculous. And poor, poor Hall as well, Ian, who, who's <laughs> our left back now. Really, um, he's not even getting a chance at the minute because Tino's doing so well. Can I get a look in? Um, he, he might have to go and goal. Obviously, the, the, that's the only the only downside of yesterday was was the injury to Nick Pope, um, and it's like. I, I understand injuries on no one's fault, particularly the, the different injuries we have. But I said yesterday in the group chat, I am just so fucking sick of injuries now. Like it's it's absolutely unheard of. It's like it and as much All as ridiculous I mean, injuries as well. Like I know, yeah. Like that's what three dislo- three dislocations in in a season. It's ridiculous. But like, I mean, I've I've given Pope a little bit of stick in terms of how he is with his feet. But as a shot stopper, he's he's absolutely phenomenal. Um, so we'll I think Matty said yesterday we'll see how much we rely on Pope sort of in the the, the coming weeks or months or however long he's going to be. That that to me was the only downside of yesterday is is losing a, a keeper of, of Pope's caliber. Um, mm. But like I say, the, the rest of the lads have, have stepped in when it's been their their chance. So I'm hoping Dubravka can can do the same. And ultimately, he's a great second choice though. Yeah, yeah I don't, 100%. I don't think I can deny that Dubravka. I think you you would fit in as a first choice goalkeeper at most Premier League clubs. Um, so I'm, I'm not our number one. He is our number one. He wears it on his shirt. But I'm I'm not worried. Um, with, with the Pope injury, yes, I'm a big fan of, of Nick Pope. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Will you see 
the distribution improve with with the Bravo angle? Maybe. Is it that big of a deal? Probably not. He's there to to, to stop the, the ball going on the back of the net at the end of the day. That's his job. But I think Dubravka is a, a decent enough backup. And Nick Pope is fantastic, like you said. He's probably up there with the best in the Premier League at the moment, shot stopping wise. Um, but I've, I've got full confidence in Dubravka. I'm saying that now. Watch him go and do a howler in, in a couple of games' time. And everybody go, oh, we need Pope. Dubravka has a decent understudy. He is. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's not even an I'm saying that. Like he's a kid. He's an absolute veteran <laughs> at this football club. Absolute veteran at this club. Um, Incidentally, anything... he, made his, he made his debut against Man U, didn't he? And kept a clean he sheet. He he's did. Really good. Almost did yesterday. Well. No, he did, yeah. Um, obviously, their, their goal was... It, it just... It's sort of a, as soon as the, the the clock hit 90 minutes, that's when they started to play. So, no idea what Ten Hag's on about that. They, they could have got a draw from the game. Like, they literally had two attempts in, in 99 minutes. One obviously went in um, and, and was ruled offside. But like, for me, it, it just it spoke volumes of of how man you are and, and where we are. And the, like you say, uh, Andy said, that the complete shift and dynamic between the two clubs, like Rashford didn't want to be there. Like There was a, a clip, I think, Tino Livermento in the second half went past him and he's literally just walking back to like, that's, it, it just shows the epitome of of where they are and where we are, but mm. it would have been absolutely like absurd if they got anything from that game yesterday. And thankfully, big Harry Maguire just decided to stand in an offside position, um, <laughs> which is. But I think before before that, it, it could have, it could have been four or five. We should have been out of sight. Um, but a win's a win for me. It is. I think Andy would just have to look at the stats, and I, I would know there's only one stat that matters, and it is the scoreline at the end of the day. But like we said at the very start, a dominant performance from Newcastle. Man, you had eight shots on goal, many of them outside of the box where they were just trying the luck. And um, they had one shot on target. Uh, Newcastle had 22 shots at goal in that. that Against Man, you as well. You would have Against never heard Manu. that. Um, albeit there was only four shots on target. Um, but like I said, dominant performance. Newcastle, 522 completed passes to Man U's just 366. It's a story in itself, that. Yeah. Um, it's it's just, honestly, it, it's great to see. And it puts us fifth in the Premier League, I believe, as it stands right now. And do you know what it is? We just keep on having to go back and just looking at these 11 lads who are playing. I think there was one substitution yesterday, maybe. Matt Ritchie. Um, Ritchie at the end. Ritchie comes was, on at the was, very end. They were saying in, uh, I think it was 190 minutes of football, that was the first outfield substitute that we've made <laughs> in 190 minutes of football, which is just absolutely so, someone's ridiculous. Someone's legs going to fall off in the next game. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so the last, if we just look at the last five games head-to-head between Newcastle and Man United, it is two wins to Newcastle, two draws and one win to Man United, and that's the Carabao Cup final. It's such a shame. How oh, no, you know, I know. How We're so much better than them. It's just ridiculous. I'm, I said this um, in the preview for the League Cup game this year, where every time I watch Man United, I get more and more annoyed that we lost the final because they are terrible. And it seems like they're getting even worse and we're getting even better. We just played them at the worst possible time, but not mm. to go dwell too much on that. But yeah. just going back to the stats thing, um, for the XG nerds out there, we should have won that game 3-0. According to that, I think we had something like 3.1 XG to their 0.2, which, you know, it's not... You, you can't use that stat for everything, but it gives a good idea. 
The reason why we don't look at that because PSG should have won 44 <laughs> 1. No, XG only counts. Yeah, when it works in your favor. Home games. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, we, we absolutely we absolutely battered them. Just to run through some of the chances, it was the Miggy one that was saved by Onana. He had another one where he cut in, blazed it over the bar. I think the only chance of theirs I can remember, which from the Leaser's end looked very close, but I don't think it was really, was Reggion hit one from outside the box and Shea stuck a boot out and blocked it. Yeah. But that's, all, that's all I can really remember from them. But the way Mine, we are at the Mine minute, he had a chance if, as well, didn't he? In, in the second yeah, half, he one on the swivel. Yeah, he had one on the swivel. Isak had one that he sort of hit with his left, and it got blocked just wide. It was, it was one of them. I think if we'd scored in the first twenty minutes, we'd have just rolled over them. Um, it was just that again. Yeah, getting to the ninetieth minute, the legs had gone. The mentality is we're tired. We can't press them. We need to just do a low block, but we're held out, and that's all it matters. But absolutely, like I said, I keep on saying a dominant performance, but it's the best word to describe it. Absolutely smashed them from, from start to finish. Uh, boys, I think we're going to have to touch on one final subject as well. Um, just nah, before... Just end we, it. <laughs> just before we hit record uh, to, to start this one, um, the FA Cup draw was happening. I didn't even realise it was happening. Um, but then the WhatsApp group started going wild, saying, lads, check the FA Cup. Newcastle United away to... Sunland at the Stadium of Light. I said to you before we started this, I would have went the rest of my life happily without playing another derby. But here we are during an injury crisis. We get Sunland away. What's your thoughts on that, Ian? Um, derbies are great if you win them. Um, they're the best things in the world. But it's the build-up it has, the build-up and during the game. Is and then if if you do lose, it's the absolute worst. And I think what what makes me a little bit more nervous is on on paper. Let's face it, we should absolutely batter them, and um, even with the the massive injury list that we have. But it's the fact that we're now the richest club in the world. We're in the Champions League currently, still in the Champions League. We're pushing the top four for in the Premier League. They're sort of mid-table pushing playoffs in the Championship. It it would just make it absolutely like unbearable if they got anything from it. Like it, it makes it gen- like when when sort of the lads had said, "Oh, it's Sunderland," I gen like the pit of my stomach just sank. It makes us feel <laughs> ill. Um, I might might try and do some. I might go and visit distant relatives that day and and find out later on what's happened because I I genuinely hate Derby days. But it'll, um, if we win, the best thing in the world. So we'll we'll just see what happens. Your thoughts on it, Andy? Looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, the same, really. Uh, I'm looking forward to having a nice, relaxing Christmas, then getting on the other side and having this to worry about. <laughs> the stress levels just go back through the roof. Uh, yeah, echo everything you've said there. It's um, yeah, we we've got a lot of uh, goodwill in the bank to to make up for with those six in a row. Um, we know how unbearable they are already with the six in a row thing. Imagine how bad it would be if we lost another one. Because <laughs> yeah, it's th- those games. Those games when we did lose six in a row, it, we were all over the place. We were sometimes good, sometimes terrible, most of the time terrible. And they mm. had the right mentality for them. We are mentality monsters now. We know for a fact that we won't go into those derbies and do what we've done in the past, where we just capitulate. We will be up for it 100. My main worry really is that if Sunderland play the derby like they used to and try and just kick lumps out of us, we'll have no players left in the squad by the end of, <laughs> by the end of January. But uh, yeah, do you know what? It's it's excitement, it's nerves, but it's what football's all about. I hate it, but the game's happening now, so we can't do anything about it. Just got to look forward to it and be positive. I am absolutely breaking it. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's 
December the third, and I am breaking a fix out, <laughs> which is a month away. Absolutely, pat me pants. Um, but we know it's going to be so far this season. It's it's going to be their biggest game of the season, and and we've had the likes of of PSG, Milan, Dortmund. We're going up against the big boys in the Premier League, uh, and putting in shifts and decent performances every single week. So fingers crossed. It is just taken as another game. I think Eddie Howe will definitely do that for the lads. It's another game. And he'll oh, we're getting Jason Tindall in a derby. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's going to be unreal. <laughs> oh, actually, so you've got Tindall. This will be obviously Bruno's first derby. Joe Linton's first derby as well. Did he make the last one? He didn't, did he? No. It's going to end up abandoning Gordon's this game. first time <laughs> in a derby. There's, there's going to be a few players in there. The amount of Geordie lads that we've got involved in the squad as well, the players are going to be well up for this one. So thanks for bringing that up, Andy. It's made us feel <laughs> even worse. <laughs> um, thanks, everybody, who has watched this one on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio as well, thanks very much. It just gives us a five-star rating. It's all that we ask for on the audio. If you are watching on YouTube, just like the video. Become a subscriber. It costs you nothing to do that. If you want to give an extra bit back, it is just two ninety nine a month to become a member. You get early access, you get more content than others, and you also get access to the Telegram group. And I'm sure with that Derby game coming up, you're going to get lots of build-up in that as well. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, boys, for joining us. Been a pleasure as always. See you next time. ta Podcast Network.